Hello and welcome to the Heal and Drama podcast with your hosts Lauren and Luke. We're going to be talking through all things Raw and Smackdown from the 6th of November and the 10th of November. Uh, we are having some audio issues so do apologise if this doesn't sound as good as it normally does. How are you doing Luke? How are you feeling? I'll fix it. Pardon? I'll fix it. <laughs> Luke, I'll fi- I'll Luke's fix a bit it. annoyed because it's not working I'll properly. Fi- I'll fix it in post. Post editing. Yeah, post production. There you go. Luke's on it. It'll be fine. Um. Okay. So, how do you what do you think of this week's raw? Uh, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought I I I always enjoy SmackDown better than Raw. To be honest, I don't know why. I think it's because it's like a a shorter uh show. I I feel like I can get through it a lot easier because there there are parts of Raw in which. I just kind of, it's just a lot of filler for me. That's quite interesting though, because I'd, I'd say we prefer the stars on Raw. Like I think like, yeah, if you I talk do. about our favourite ones, they're all Raw. Yeah, I do. But I feel like this week I've much preferred Smackdown than Raw. I did prefer Smackdown this week, to be fair. Um, so starting off, kicking off the show was um Seth and he came out, you know, bragging about how he still had the belt. Um, And Sammy comes out. Um, oh no, Seth says he wants to thank Sammy, doesn't he? Yeah. So Seth's saying, you know, I really want like I really want to thank Drew because he gave me a really good fight. Um, and I also really want to thank Sammy, because obviously Sammy stopped Damien from cashing in his briefcase. Um, so Sammy comes out and they have a bit of an interaction. Yeah. Sorry, was there something you wanted me else to say? I thought you were that? just gonna follow up with what happened next. Well, I, I forgot what happened next. Right. So um <laughs> Seth goes, Oh, you know. Not surprisingly, you haven't got the briefcase. Why does Sammy oh, not right, have the yeah. briefcase? Because Adam Pierce basically said that you need to give it back to Damien, which is, I think is is an absolute cop out. Yeah, I think I think I think creatively that's shit. Uh, honestly, it's shit. If you steal the briefcase at Crown Jewel at a pay per view or sorry a pre- premium live event with millions of people watching, and then two days after on the Raw you go, oh I don't have any more because management made me gave made me give it back. That is the most cop out creative thing you could ever have done. You could have made such an interesting storyline which Damien's chasing Sammy for weeks on end to get that briefcase back, and then eventually when he gets it back he catches it in. I just think it's a shit way to do something, and the creative team really dropped the ball on that one. It'd be so funny if every time the Judgment Day had a fight, the briefcase would appear. Yeah, like Sammy was in the crowd, them. like distracting them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you're that tired of the Judgment Day to a point where you go out of your way to steal Damien Priest's uh, briefcase and make him run out of the arena, do something creative with it. Don't just do that on a premium live event, which thousands of people are watching and probably pay to watch for the next Monday Night Raw to be just lackluster shit. That's why I preferred SmackDown this week, because it was shit. You are. It was shit. There's a lot of anger coming from you right now. Yeah, because I got audio issues. I got, I got, I got crap TV this week. I just got not no creativity going on. Where's the where's the creativity? That's funny. So um yeah, so he gets the briefcase back. Um and Sammy and Seth have a bit of a conversation and they agree that they're going to have a fight because Sammy feels like it's a title that well he's never had a solo title. Is that correct? Yeah, he's had he's had titles before, I think. I don't know. I thought that's what they were saying—is he never had a solo title? Oh, I I I wouldn't know. Like I said, I, I went out. I didn't. I stopped watching it for a few years, so I don't know in that period whether Sammy got. It. If you know it, Sammy had a title before. Let us know, because I ain't gonna go on my way to search it up. <laughs> You've got so much attitude today. <laughs> so yeah, so I think um I think it's right that Sammy's never had a solo title. So he's like, you know, I deserve this. I want to get it. Um, and so they agree that they're going to have... This is my fight. new character, by the way. I'm just going to be like really sassy the whole time. Well, we are the heel and jobber, so you, yeah, know, you so are playing I'm, into the I'm, heel. I'm in my heel character this week. In- I'm fully in my heel ever. <laughs> this is where the name came from, because Luke will always be a heel, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so they decide that they're going to have a fight at the end of uh, Raw. And what do you think of that fight? Uh, lackluster creativity there. You knew it was going to happen from the beginning. <laughs> I think the fight was okay though. Well, sorry, That's what I'm let's stop. You. Right, this is something that I keep telling you week in week out, and I'm going to make it very clear on this episode. Stop calling it a fight. It's a wrestling match. A the fight. Brawling brutes call it fight night. Yeah, yeah, but that's their thing, isn't it? Like it's a wrestling match. It's grappling, and throwing. It's not punchy punchy. Not, a lot of them don't grab grapple though. That's what wrestling is, you divvy. Yeah, and that's why they say some people are technical wrestlers and some people aren't. Right, okay. 
the match, uh, my opinion, forgettable. Yeah. I think I might have fallen asleep a bit. In this I think match, that, I think there lie. was better matches with the night, like the women's battle royale yeah. and things like that. I think the uh, the um, judgment day versus the new day, which was the first match of the evening, was good. Um, the uh, match up for um, the intercontinental. We're going to talk about all of them. Yeah, yeah. We're like just talking they're, about they're all better matches than the main event. Yeah, simply because Sammy had like the, the the creativity of the briefcase like dropped the ball on that. And like I said in the crown jewel one, if you will go back and listen to that, I'm tired of seeing Seth as a champion. Boo hoo. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just I can't. <laughs> I can't take you seriously when you're this Aggie. <laughs> So, yeah, the match wasn't that entertaining. Like, I can't really recall any big moments. It was kind of a standard Seth and Sammy match. F tier. Um, But anyway, so the fight happens. Seth wins. Seth retains. And what happens after? After what? I I told you it's forgettable. I don't know. After Seth retains. Oh, right. Yeah, so... Stop giving me attitude. I'm giving you questions so you can... I told you I'm in character, man. I told you I'm in character. (laughs) I'm in. I'm in my. I'm in my villain era. <laughs> so Luke, this was a big moment and actually a really good moment. I loved it. I thought it was done very well. So Seth retains. What happens when Seth retains? Well, everyone starts coming out, all the little nitties and stuff like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm sick of it, Lauren. I've had enough. It's been the same story for the last six months. I've had a guts for. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I've had enough. I wish you were recorded this. I wish you could, like, see, like, what we I'm sick of right it, now. man. It's the same thing, week in, week out. I've had a guts for. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Jey Uso comes out The Judgment Day come out um, You know You said that in such the wrong order well, Judgment no, Day no, come so out Sorry, first. Judgment Day come out first Damien Priest, JD McDonough, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio They're all attacking Seth and Sammy Blah 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 And then Jey Uso comes out And then Cody Rhodes come out And they're all like fighting each other Like all having this drama that we've had for the same weeks on end And then all of a sudden Adam Pearce comes out and says You want to play games? You want to play games? Well, you're going to play War games and he did that really really well he delivered it really good but overall I'm tired of this the same crap we've had for the last four months let's move on you did that really well and then you kind of like when you went you want to play games you want to play games but you lacked luster in the war games bit yeah yeah well I'm, I'm just I can't I can't get no I'm not having it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was it was done really really well so Adam Pierce comes out and he says I'm fed up I'm sick of all these games that's it, you're going to go 4v4 at War Games. So it's been confirmed now. Something that I've said for ages that I really hoped would happen is we'd have a War Games at Survivor Series. So it's Judgment Day, um, which is JD Madonna. Is he an official member? Who knows? Uh, Damien Priest, Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn and Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, but usually War Games is 5v5, not 4v4. So... Mm. Not always. Well, well, okay, whatever. But we have a theory. If you go to our TikTok at Heal Joel Podcast, we've got a theory on there, but we'll let you know here that we think Randy Orton is going to appear for maybe the Cody Rhodes team. The face team, yeah. Yeah, the face team. And uh, Drew McIntyre is going to be on the heel team of the Judgment Day simply because of previous conversations that Rhea Ripley has been having with Drew McIntyre and the events that took place at Crown Jewel. Yeah, and also I've seen it a lot on Twitter um obviously there's so many rumors on twitter that don't come true but there's one that i have seen which people are saying that they think if randy orton is going to return it's going to be announced prior to survivor series because if they announce that there's someone going to be joining at survivor series and randy comes out he may get booed because the crowd were looking for cm punk to come back so it's cm punk's hometown isn't it yeah chicago yeah so people are saying that if they are going to announce randy they reckon they'll announce it pre-survivor series because no, they i want think to that's make garbage sure a good i think that's garbage and again it goes to sort of lackluster creativity of the creative teams garbage that i don't care if it's in chicago or not like cm punk all the cm punk fans out there give it up he's not coming back it's done randy orton comes out of surprise we're all cheering. We're on the edge of our seat. Go, oh my god! You know, I want. I want the exact same atmosphere. I we had at WrestleMania when the Hardy Boys returned. I don't care if it's in Chicago or not. Randy Orton's getting a standing ovation. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I think this will be a really good match. Like I'm really excited to see it at War Games. Um, but Luke, 
Normally it's me that comes up with the good theories. Luke has come up with a very good theory about what we think may happen. Do you want to take it away, Luke? So if it, it does end up being a 4v4 and no other... Um, or 5v5. No, I don't, I don't think it would happen if it was... Maybe if it was Drew and Randy, but I felt it more as a 4v4. But I think what's going to happen is at the end of the match, um, because they're all going to be stuck in a cage, the, the judgment day are going to get the upper hand and sort of push everyone out of out of the, the cage. So I'm talking Sami Zayn, I'm talking Jay Uso, I'm talking... Who's the other guy? Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. I think they're all going to get pushed out of the cage and they're going to lock... Seth Rollins in the cage with the Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley's going to come down with the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. They're going to cash that in. And because they're all stuck in a cage, they're all going to keep those guys out. It's going to be Damien cashes in and wins the title. And that's how he's going to get it because they're going to pin pin Seth in one place and he can't go anywhere else. So there's going to be no interferences because every time, every time Damien Priest has tried to cash in in the last however many months now, it's, someone's always got involved. And what better way to keep people out than a, than a steel cage? Yeah, and I think really, fitting in character, the only way Damon should win is to kind of cheat his way to win. Yeah, like, that's, the whole think, that's the whole point of the heel, right? Yeah, I don't think he should have like a fair match and win. So it makes sense that they lock him in, beat him up, then cash in the briefcase and no one can help save him. And I really, I think, I think if they don't do that, they've really missed out on a trick there. Yeah. I think creative can't come up with a better way than that. Like, I think that's genius. I'm telling you, I, I, so, so, if anyone out there is on the creative team listening to this, which is very doubtful, but if you are, get me out, get me on social media and I'll come work for you. I'll come write your stories because I'm telling you, you're doing a crap job here right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of the main thing that happened with... So all them people that are involved are probably some of the biggest stars in WWE at the moment. But they are quite a small part in this week. I feel like there was a lot of mid-card action going on this week in the WWE. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why, Which is good. I like if that. You listen to, if you listen to some of our previous episodes, okay, sometimes you've got excited over the Judgment Day. Sometimes you've got excited over Cody and his story. But you'll be surprised. In majority of our episodes, we get, we get quite shocked and quite surprised at a mid-card match. Yeah. Why is that? Because we've been seeing the same thing for the last six months. Yeah. So um, next on Raw, which is really good, um, was the four-way match to be the next person to challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Champion? Championship? Yeah, championship. championship. You could say either way, champion, yeah. championship. Um, and this was The Miz versus Ivar from Viking Raiders versus uh, Big Bronson Reed versus... Ricochet. Ricochet. Um. What did you think of the match? I thought it was really good. I was really entertained. Um, I saw, because I woke up in the morning and went on Twitter, I saw bits of the match prior to actually watching it on TV. Um, Ricochet actually gets concussed within the match. And because I knew that, I was watching it more of intent than I would usually have watched it. Yeah, so is, is his name... But I think, Dave... it was a, I think it was a good thing because I... I think it was a good match overall, regardless if I knew that or not. But... It was an interesting way for me to keep my eyes locked on it. Is his name Dave Meltzer? Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer. So he. So just in case you didn't know, Dave Meltzer confirmed on his Twitter that Ricochet got concussed during the match. And because of this, it had a really weird ending. So um, right at the end of the match, uh, Ivar and Big Bronson Reed, which if you don't know these wrestlers, these two are like massive hench men. Um, and the other two men in the fight are very. Slim, We're not. To, I'm, I'm not talking about like henches in like Brock Lesnar. Everyone knows Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I think I can use him as an example. I'm not talking that hench. I'm talking as in like big bodied men. Yeah. You know. Um. And yeah, the other two men are very slim, lean men. So um, the two big men, Ivan, Big Bronson Reed, are on the top rope. And right at the end, Ivar backflips off the top rope. Bronson Reed does a. Uh, he, he just does he just does like a frog splash yeah he just does a frog splash um and Ivar lands on Ricochet and um Bronson Reed lands on the Miz however the Miz flips him so he's then on top yeah um and the ref's in the middle and the ref does a one he's really really slow can he's looking at them both like you both pinned at the same time um and he does a one two three and on the two Ricochet um kicks out kicks out 
Now, this wasn't supposed to happen, according to Dave, Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Um, he said that it was meant to be a double pin and it was meant to happen simultaneously. And because Ricochet was concussed, he ended up kicking out. And this caused a really weird ending to it. Well, that's why when it, when it happened, obviously because I knew going in the Ricochet was concussed and he did something that he shouldn't have done. So the match ending was strange. But like, I feel like w- the WWE like backstage team and like in Gorilla weren't prepared for that to happen because... The way it ended, you you when you watched it, you can see it on TV, and we'll probably put a clip up on social media. But you could tell this wasn't supposed to happen because it was just it felt kind of felt flat, and I think the audience were really confused as well. But everyone in the ring also looked very confused too. So as a viewer at home, I'm thinking that's not right. The Miz did so well. The Miz celebrated. The Miz the Miz just didn't look at anyone else. The Miz celebrated as if he'd won. But for example, the commentary team. Was it Wade or Michael Cole? One of them, I think it was Wade, was going, did Ricochet kick out? I don't think I saw that. As if, like, they were trying, trying to, to pretend off. that he didn't kick out. Um, and the ref was standing there doing, like, waved his arm to be like... Saying, like, the match isn't over, yeah. the match isn't over. And, like, they should have just played into it as this happened, get over it, move on. Like, but, yeah, it was it was really, really... Like, everyone was kind of looking around, not sure they, what They to might do. have tried to play it off, but I think the way they did it made the audience confused and viewers at home confused. Mm-hmm. I think the ref shaking his hands like this, going, no, the match isn't off, the match isn't off, I think that that made it worse because as a referee, if you hit the one, two, three, you know, that, that stands. And it's not the first time this has happened in WWE in which someone's won a match that they shouldn't have done. Um... But I think going back to the point of Miz celebrating and cheering things like that, because he he was the one that got the pinfall in the end. Um, I think that goes to show good, uh, like good veteranism from him. Mm-hmm. He did the exact same thing at WrestleMania when Shane McMahon tore his uh, ACL, and then he played it off for Snoop Dogg in a way. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we saw that live as well. We saw live on TV Shane McMahon tore his ACL, which wasn't a spot that was supposed to happen. And even then, then when Miz was doing stuff there, he played that off well. So I think it just comes with experience. And I think, you know, Ricochet was concussed. He doesn't know what's going on. And I think Ivar and Bronson Reed, they're still kind of... Um, Ivar's been around for a while, I think, but they're still kind of new to the game. Yeah. And you can't always prepare for those things. But I think Wade on commentary as well, like... He should have just, like, it was really weird because it happened, the count was slower than normal. And I think that's because it was, he had to check that they were both being pinned. But it wasn't as though Ricochet kicked out at three. No, he kicked kicked out out at two. two. There was a massive pause. So it made it weird from the commentary team to be like, did he kick out? Did he kick out? Like, it was so clear he kicked out. It was so obvious. The ref ref did his job, right? The ref, ref, you know, did the one, two, three, regardless of what happened, causing the Miz to win the match. But I think... The way the ref acted at the end, going, no, it didn't happen. And I think it might have been Bronson Reed on the ropes as well, going, what's going on? What's going mm-hmm. on? Like, that made, that made it worse for me. I think, except that, except, and Miz's music didn't play. Yeah, so it like, took a while. So, like, whoever was backstage controlling the tunes, they weren't ready to hit the play button. So, I think they were a bit confused as well. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it was handled okay, but it made all of us confused. Yeah. So um, the Miz is fighting. So after all this happened, we kind of cut away. And I think when they did the cutaway, they obviously spoke to them all saying like, this is going to happen. Ivar came out and beat the Miz up. And now the Miz and Ivar are going to have a match next week. But I think what what was supposed to happen is Ivar and the Miz were mo- meant to do a count out at the exact same time. A pin. And then, a pin, sorry, at the exact same time. And then the match next week was going to decide who was going to fight Gunther. But, I mean, you said you think that it was always meant to be The Miz anyway. Like, it would have been The Miz. Yeah, I think it was always supposed to be Miz simply because of last week's fiasco in which on Miz TV, Gunther comes out and, you know, berates Miz, you know, in the middle of the ring. And Miz says, well, I'm a Grand Slam champion, blah, blah. He's done a lot for the company. So, I think they were setting up for The Miz to face uh, Gunther anyways. I think it was just supposed to be... Uh, it's funny, I just berated the creative team, but I think they were supposed to set up in a creative way. And, the, and there are rumours that The Miz might be having a face turn. And I think going against Gunther would make you a face. Like you could have a good face turn. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Um, I do think Miz is better as a heel. But because I'm in my heel era anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Let, let me have a think and I'll get back to you. Yeah. But yeah, we hope Ricochet's okay because um, I saw an interview where he says he can't remember any of the match at all. Um, I don't. I don't think we'll see him on Raw this week. Yeah, I think he's, he'll on, have at least... he's on concussion leave. Yeah. Um, 
And, and like Luke said, if you do watch that match, watch the ref because his eyes don't come off Ricochet. And there's a point where Ricochet does a little hand signal to him. Yeah. And he does a hand signal off um, to like where, I guess. Yeah, so he puts two fingers up. To, to the, the ref put two fingers up to him and he puts no, two fingers back, is it right? He ricocheted, put two fingers up to the ref. Yeah. And then the ref did like a rock ass. Oh, like like, I didn't see that bit. Um, to, I don't know if he's doing it to like Sam Irwin or if he did, but it was like in that direction of where she sits. They're putting it to the timekeeper's area. The time yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's people in that area, of course, you know, you've got belt holders and, and the timekeeper and things like that. But uh, yeah, not only that though, but they all wear earpieces so they can all talk to backstage and things like that. So, so I might have, might have said backstage, you know, can you check if he's okay? Yeah. Um, but I think for new wrestling fans, with someone like yourself, you've never seen that kind of incident happen before no. in which the refs do enhance single signal. So you'll probably notice it a lot more now. Um, they don't do it often, but if you feel like if you watch a match and you see someone you think they've got hurt, you'll notice that the ref will always go up to them and, and put and almost hold their hand. And if, if the wrestler squeezes their hand, it means they're okay. Well, that's that's what... So the ref went over to Ricochet, you know, like they always do, just to check you're okay. He went back, but then he went back again. And yeah. he, it's when he went back again that Ricochet did the hand signal. That's how I noticed it. Because I was like, you always see the ref go over to check they're okay. But the fact he double went back... And then the hand signals happened. I, I think it was clear know. Ricochet was saying, I'm not good. I don't know when he got concussed. Like I th I think it might have been the spin kick from Ivar at the beginning and he might hit the mat too hard. There was a DDT. Because, was it a DDT? Uh, I don't know if that was when, but there, I think I remember there was a big DDT that happened. Is that where you get smashed on your head? Yeah, yeah. You hold, you hold their head in, in your yeah. thing and you push I think the, the Miz did a big... Someone did a big DDT on him, I remember, and it was... But, uh, Miz, and he, Miz did it. Miserable. Oh, sorry. Something we forgot. There was a really, really cool spot in the match. Whoa. Really, really cool. Ricochet was on the ropes. His belly was like over the top rope and he was hanging. And Reed bounced onto the top rope and Ricochet bounced off, flipped, and did a Hurricane Rana um, onto... Yeah, that was cool. Uh, that was, Ivar, that, was, that was a really cool spot. It was a really cool move. The fact they worked together to do it, if you're going to go back creative. and watch it, yeah. And I think if, if Ricochet had already been concussed at this point, for him to still go ahead with that with those spots as well is really impressive. So, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully he's okay. Weird end to the match. I think it was a good match overall. Um, if you are thinking of watching Raw this week, go, go back and watch that match because it was good regardless. But... Look at the way the ref always looks at Ricochet. The ref did not look at anyone else but Ricochet. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so on Raw, we also had a match um, for the a battle royale for the women's top contender to fight Rhea Ripley for the women's title. Right. So it's not top contender. It's, it's number one contender. You fight. To, you rest. I almost said fight. <laughs> You wrestle to be the number one contender. Okay, so it was a, a number one contenders match. Here we go. Battle Royale. Um, and one thing we said is we didn't realise how many women there were on Raw. There is so many women. And it made me think, could we have a mid-card title? on Raw for women. Well, like another so like many, another title. Yeah. But mid-card one, so it's like it's not the top gals fighting. Yeah, for it like 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 a US or like an intercontinental yeah, women's one. On SmackDown, I don't think there's anywhere near enough women. There's like eight women. That's it. Like they can all fight and they're basically in two teams as we'll talk about later anyway. So they can fight for um that one. But on Raw there's so many women and there's so many like women who are good but they're not like Huge, they're not women who I can imagine doing like massive promos and stuff. Give them a mid card title. I think I think that's a interesting point because you've got the women's women's world champion and then the women's WWE champion and then the women's tag team champions, but there's no other in between. No, that's it. So they only have four belts between them all, where the men have got like eight. Yeah, but there's so many women. Um, we saw Ivy Nile. Is that her name? Her first match. I got. I don't remember From don't... the Creed Brothers, the girlies with the oh, Creed yeah, Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, she Ivy was cool. Nile, I think it is. She was cool. We saw her first match on Raw because I don't feel like I don't know if this um, was news, but the Creed Brothers have now signed with Raw, and Ivy Nile's part of them. Did so we talk she... about the Creed Brothers last week? I think we did. I think we mentioned them briefly. No, I don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the Creed Brothers have now officially signed. No, with... sorry, Lauren. No, we didn't because we just went straight to Crown Jewel on WWE Live, a bonus episode out now on Spotify. <laughs> We didn't talk. We didn't talk about the Raw or no. SmackDown prior to Crown Jewel. So, anyways, yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. You know, the, Creed Brothers. Really, there's really a new good. tag team called the Creed Brothers on on Raw from NXT. From NXT. 
Um, really, really good. Actual Brothers. Well, yeah, so is Kane and the Undertaker. Brothers of Destruction. No, but they're actual brothers in real life. Yeah, and so is Kane and Undertaker. <laughs> Stop breaking kayfabe. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, Creed Brothers now joined. Ivy Nile was in the match. Um, who else looked good in the match? Will you move your foot, please? Nia you. Jax was in the match. I hate her. Um, glad that she didn't get in. Who was the first one to get? So Nikki Cross. Um, Nikki is, Cross got eliminated. Is, yeah, straight away. Nikki Cross is in this really weird state where she's like, was like she's in a trance. Yeah. And she keeps popping up in this trance. And it's really, really weird. And she got kicked out first and she stood out the ring and she walked around. Right, to the so com- she didn't get kicked out. She got eliminated. She got eliminated. Sorry, this term, this is why I'm the jobber. Yeah, this is why I'm the heel. And she got out the ring and she walked around to the commentator's uh, desk and she stared out Wade Barrett for like the entirety of the match, which is hilarious. Okay, so I have a theory of why she's doing this. I reckon she's been moved to SmackDown. She's going to go under, like, so with Karrion Cross. That's my theory. Say again? I think she's going to be moved to SmackDown. And I think she's going to have something with Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Why, why else is she doing that? It's not funny. It's not interesting. Why is she going into matches just staring at the, at the hard cam? Who, who else could, could have put her under a trance? No, that's, that's such a cool... That's, like, such a cool... Storyline. Thank you. That's why she should be on a creative team. Way too cool for WWE, though. I don't think she needs to go... Whoa, to whoa, 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 whoa. I'm the heel here. You don't say those things. I don't think she needs to go to SmackDown for that to happen, though. No, maybe why she just bounces Karen... back and forth. Yeah, then. why can't Karen Cross do that from? But I, ju- I just think uh, that that's my theory for it. Um, that's because... If nothing comes out of this and she's just been doing that for fun, just to get, just, you know, not putting any work in a group project, I'm not going to be fun. It's not going to be a fun time for me. Because Karen Cross is such a cool character that is just not used well in any way. He's used, he's used, he's used on live events, but he's not being used on TV. Yeah, but like he has a character that's like, I don't know. We're not going to talk about him. Yeah, too sorry. Much, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, we're so already, we're Nikki almost half hour in. We haven't even spoke about SmackDown. I know. Nikki got eliminated first. Um, some cool people in it. Chelsea was in it. Uh, Natalia, Tegan Knox. I just want to say Natalia's gear for this for this uh, wrestling this battle royale sorry was really cool. Yeah. She usually wears this black and pink, but she was wearing like blue and purple and pink. And I thought it was cool. Um. Um. Yeah. So it ended with the three in the ring, who were the three minus Nia Jax, um, who fought Rhea Ripley at Crown Jewel. So it ended with Raquel Rodriguez, um, Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler. Zoe Stark is wearing her cool trousers again. Yeah. So I I said halfway through the match. When there was maybe like ten women left, I was like, I want to see Zoe Stark win this. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have, a, I didn't really have a preference when they first started the match. It was only until when I got through. Well, I, I always said it cannot be Nia because if it's Nia, I'm turning off the TV. Um, and it wasn't Nia. Thank God for that. So it ended um, uh, Shayna versus Zoe, and we kind of said that it would make more sense for it to be Zoe because Zoe can do a really good promo. Shayna Baszler doesn't have the voice for a promo. But also, I you you said that and I said, but Zoe's also put in a lot of work since, oh, she, yeah. since she got called up. We're big Zoe Stark fans, she had, she had the feud with um, Becky. Be- Becky Lynch and yeah. things like that alongside with Trish. Um, then she went on to, of course, like do a, do a run-in for the, the, you know, the title with Raquel and all that kind of stuff. So She had a bit with Shayna where they were like, hate each other but they're kind of like ta- they're, yeah they're so kind of i like think she's i think she's been on i think she's been on tv for since she started really i don't think i've not seen her on the raw show so i think she deserves to uh to have a, a title match she's very talented and i think she is like i think we've said this before probably one of the best that's come up from nxt and I, we really like it. And she's better than a lot of other wwe women. She, she also plays a part in my theory about damien cashing in the briefcase because i think on Night of Survivor Series, if Rhea loses the title, that's when Rhea's going to force Damien to cash that in. And that's why they're going to do that. Lock everyone out. She brings the briefcase and so on. Because because the judgment, they want to hold all the gold, right? Yeah. And if, I if mean, she loses the title, I, I don't think she's going to. I think she, I think they'll do it regardless of if she loses her title. And I've also said that I think Rhea will be the last one of Judgment Day to lose her title. I don't see her losing it first. I see everyone else losing their titles before she loses hers. Yeah. Um, but moving on to SmackDown. So yeah, Zoe Stark is your number one contender. Oh, yeah. Besides for Survivor Series, she won. Yeah. Good on her. Yeah, go Zoe. Um, so yeah, moving on to SmackDown. So SmackDown opens with LWO coming out. 
Um, and Ray is blaming um, Logan Paul for losing the US championship. Now, yeah, because... What do you call the US championship? It's the US title. The US title. Or so you can call the United... You can call it the US title or the United States championship. You can call it whatever you want. So he's blaming Logan Paul, being like, Logan Paul... Just don't call it a fighting match. Logan Paul... You made me lose this fighting match. Because, no. <laughs> Logan, of course, cheated his way to the win with yeah. brass knuckles. Yeah. Um, and so what happens, like? Well, Carlito comes out. I spin face, people go, and be cool. He comes out uh, and basically says, well, Ray, it's not your fault and it's not Logan's fault. It's Santos Escobar's fault because he was the one that left the brass knuckles on the side of the ring for Logan to use. Um, so they get into a little scrappy-dappy-do uh, and all that kind of stuff. Well, no, the LWO... Wait, I forgot. We literally just watched it an hour ago. So, um, Santos is like, how dare you? Well, no, sorry, Carlito and um, Carlito. There's a bit, bit before that. Wait for a second. So, uh, Santos is like, I'm not standing for this. How dare you believe him? How dare you say this? We're meant to be family. He storms out through the crowd. Zelina and Ray go after him. And then what happens? Carlito and Bobby Lashley have a match. Have you noticed I'm hosting today and you normally host? Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel me hosting? I, I, I don't mind her. Yeah. I mean, I love to see what our listeners think. Yeah, I like hosting, but I feel like when you host and you go, what happens next, Laura? And I can say what happens next, but I go, what happens next, Luke? And you go, well, uh... that's, that's But that's why I host, <laughs> because I have a memory of a fish. So yeah, what happened next? They had a match. <laughs> Did <laughs> they not? Who? Carly and Bobby Lashley. I just said that. Okay, and who else was there? Well, the Street Profits were there. And the and LWO over there, uh, Cruz del Toro and uh, Joaquin Wa- Wa- Wild. Joaquin. Yeah, the, the yeah. you know the, the two the two we saw at WWE Life yeah. then both episodes spot by now. Talk talk to me about the match. Um, so I thought it was a good match. It was the first time Carlito had had a match I think in like thirteen years on SmackDown Live, and he doesn't look bad. He looks good. He looks good. He looks good yeah. in the ring. He looks like he can still move. He looks like he knows the flow of things. Um, Lauren thought, well, if if Carly, if this is Carlito's first match in however long, he's not losing. And I was like, oh, well, Lauren, think different because Bobby actually came up with the win. What ha- what was a what was a good move that happened in the match? Laura, I just told you I have a memory of a fish. I so don't know. So Bobby Lashley gets Carlito and he holds him up so Carlito is like vertical. Oh, oh the vertical suplex. Yeah, but Bob... Suplex. Suplex. The vertical suplex. Yeah, but Bobby does that all the time. That's Bob, what's probably one of his signature moves because yeah, he's hedge. Yeah, and did Bobby do and it? If you, if did you, Bobby do it? Yeah, he did do it. No, he didn't. Oh, he went to do it. He went to drop oh, him. My. Sorry, let me start again. <laughs> he, went to dro- he went to drop him as you would in the suplex, but uh, Carlito moves forward and then just reverses the, the vertical suplex. So, so if you do want to see Bobby Lashley do a vertical suplex really up and close, go on TikTok at Heal Joke Podcast. There's a clip on there. <laughs> so Carlito suplexes Bobby Lashley. And when it happened, we were like, I bet that Bobby doesn't have that I'm sorry, to I'm putting in work doing this promo. I'm putting in work. You are, but I mean, you're also absolutely shit that I keep saying. I've been in the mirror. I've been in the mirror all week. Be like, at your job podcast. At your job podcast. <laughs> you are TikTok, Instagram. I even I have my face on our TikTok I, the other week. I keep I keep saying about things, and you don't even have a clue what's happening. Yeah, because I'm creatively thinking in my head. Like I'm not remembering loads of things. I'm creatively thinking of what what can we do next? What's this really? I wish cool I wish you could what, watch what what what, what, right what, what character will I be next week? Will I still be the heel? Will I be someone different? We don't will you know. You be a lucha libra. Yeah, will I come in with a mask? Yeah, you know so what I mean. Will I just come in and say nothing like the dead man, and you'll just all be you? So just to make the point, because I've tried to say the sentence about five times, and Luke keeps interrupting. Bobby Lashley. Don't tempt me, because I interrupt again. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Carlito. Carlito. Suplexes. Suplexes. Bobby, Bobby Lashley. I'm just. Well, I'm just emphasising what you're saying. I'm. I'm giving you some. I oomph. will. I will hit Luke right, ahead sorry, with my on. piece of paper in go a second. On. I'll be quiet now. Carlito suplexes Bobby Lashley, and we were saying that Bobby Lashley probably doesn't get that happen to him often. Like he is a big man. Why is he close to the mic? Move back a little bit. I can't imagine many people being able to do that to him. You say move back a bit, but look how quiet I am. And when you talk, you're so loud. Yeah, because I got, I got, I got face for radio as well as a voice for it. So you definitely have a face for it. Yeah. So anyway, this all happens, um, and then whilst that's happening, Dawkins is on the outside. Dawkins beats up LWO. Um, Santos comes back. He tries to help the LWO out by beating up um, Haw- not Hawkins, Dawkins, and Montez Ford. Um, but 
regardless of that, Bobby ends up winning. Yeah. And uh, the Street Profits get in the ring and start beating up Carlito. But Santos stays on the outside and watches it happen. He doesn't get involved. He does doesn't move. Save him. Just thinks, oh, no, I'm not going to do anything. You know, I'm going to take the day off. That's what he thought. So what happened next? Well, um, they leave the ring after Street Profits and Bobby Lashley had done their thing. Nope. Is that not what happened? Ray gets in the ring. Well, no. Well, oh, sorry. Yeah. Ray Mysterio comes down with a chair. They all run out of the ring then, Bobby and, and Street Profits, because, you know, you don't want to get hit with a chair. Santos gets in the ring, and Ray's like, well, why didn't you help Carlito? Why didn't you help him? And, you know, we're all supposed to be familia and all that kind of stuff. Familia. Uh, yeah, and Santos saying, happen. well, you know, he's getting in the way of us because, of course, Carlito's blaming Santos for, you know, making Ray lose the title. They're having a little bit of a scuffle back and forth. Ray pushes Santos. He pushes him back. Ray slaps Santos. He slaps him back. And you, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, think about you and your best friend or you and your brother. Like, you want to have a big scrap, but it's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you kind of give each other a dig you in here, but it's not going to happen. Um, and then eventually Santos just, he flips, flips his lid. Yeah. And I mean, it has been rumoured for a, wh- a while that we may see a Santos heel turn. Yeah. But this is definitely a heel turn. Now I was saying to Luke, I've never seen a character fully turn heel and it was so cool to watch watch the dynamic. Do you know you're them. almost coming up to a year watching WWE? Yeah, I know. Almost. It's exciting. How many episodes of Raw and Smackdown do you think you've watched? Mm-hmm. How many is in a year, mm-hmm. do you think? Two a week? 52? Well, 50 weeks in a year, so 104. I've probably watched about 60. That's good. Anyway. That's good going. Um, so yeah, so Santos turns in him but then he turns quite a bit. He, and you, the... Sorry, sorry to interrupt you again. And you've been to two WWE events this year. Oh, no, I smashed events. it. And when I was a child, I had to wait 10 plus years to go see my first WWE event because they never came to the UK. I know. Haven't even been watching a year and I've seen two live events. Man, you're eating good. Um, you're eating good. Smashing live. And I've got a podcast. No, we have a podcast. So, um, yeah, so Santos pushes Ray into the, what's, what do you call the side of the ring? The side with the turnbuckle. The turnbuckle. He pushes him into the turnbuckles. Ray then falls and traps his leg between the like stairs, the, the steel, steel stairs, the steel steps, the steel steps, and the ring. And then Santos starts like smashing up Ray's leg, getting really, really angry. Selena comes out, bawling her eyes out, which was hilarious to watch. I have to say. Um, and the rest, and he, she's like, "Why are you doing this? We're all meant to be a team. We're meant to be family. You've caused this." And Santos is like. Yeah, well, we were meant to be family, and look what happened. And that was just a, just a comment out. on on Zelina coming out. Um, her trainers look like she's wearing Lego feet. Also, didn't like her wig. Well, with the like silver the and yellow and, and yellow piss color hair. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Santo storms off. We then see him later on backstage, and um, Jackie. No, that's Kathy Kelly. Kathy Kelly. How dare you? How dare you say Jackie? That's Kathy. Kathy Kelly goes, hey, Santos, can I grab a word? Like, what happened? And Santos goes, Ray had it coming. Yeah. And then he storms out with a suitcase. Also, just a note here on the side note, Kevin Owens is on commentary this week because Corey Graves uh, um, had a baby or whatever. Um, Carmella. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens was hilarious on commentary, by the hilarious. way. But he said, out of everyone that had it coming, Ray Mysterio is not the person to have it coming. It's quite funny because I saw on Twitter, all Ray's had throughout his whole career is betrayal. Really? If you think within within a year within a, within a year's time, Dom's betrayed him. Um, now Santos has betrayed him, but I'm sure other teammates in the past have betrayed him too. Yeah, yeah. Kevin said that he's betrayed a lot of people, but he never but betray he would Ray. never betray Ray. Liar. So yeah, so we've now got Santos turning heel. Really excited to see where that goes. Um, I like obviously next week he's not going to come out with an LWO t-shirt. I'm excited to see like what his character becomes. I think people have said he used to be a heel. I don't think in WWE. I think in where whatever um, promotion company he is with before WWE, he was a heel character. Because I've seen all over Reddit people saying bring back the heel. He's such a better heel. They didn't like this face character so i'm excited to see it. i hope because he did look like he's doing a good heel do you think um it's the right time yeah because i don't think ray's got anything going on right now this okay. is this is his next storyline do you think this will elevate santos santos's career or or maybe take it that take it a step back elevate him massively you reckon you're taking him out of the lwo and making him a star by himself he's not just a psychic because let's be honest ray is the star of lwo yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> Ray's the star of Elder. 
all the headphone users are just, yeah. are just turned off. Ray is the star of LWO. If Santos wants to be a star, and I think Santos has the ability to, he definitely has the in-ring work ability, maybe needs to work on his mic skills a bit. If he wants to become a superstar, he needs to go solo. He was not, it was not going to work for him in LWO. Okay, fair enough. Do you not know? Uh, I th- I always think it's quite risky breaking up a faction and then making one person go heel because like I said I've seen it go both ways mm-hmm. I've seen it elevate people's career and I've seen it like diminish them um, I I I am indifferent okay you know controversial I'm indifferent let me cook okay <laughs> um so I guess kind of one of the other big stories on SmackDown this week was the damage control situation. Yeah. So how did it start? Damage control. We got the power. We got the rage. Control the stage. And then the cage. Then something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's their tune. How did it happen? How did it start? Oh, oh yeah. So so Bailey comes out and she's like, well, you know, I'm not happy with what happened in Crown Jewel. I was coming out to help EO, to help EO who is part of damage control, retain the title. But uh, Kyrie San is that what you say? Because we couldn't Sane. we couldn't say it the other week. Kyrie saying she got involved and she wasn't expecting her to come back, so she was like, "Well, Eo, come down. Let me explain myself." So Eo, Dakota Kai, and Ky- and Kyrie saying come out. Um, and yeah, because well, prior to Kyrie coming back, Bailey was the one who injured her and took her out of WWE for three years. Well, we assume so. We don't know if it's part of the story or not. Um, so she's, of course, a bit nervous of her of having her around and her integrating herself into uh, damage control. But Dakota actually turns around and says, well, no, it was our idea to bring her back and it was our, our idea to get her involved and so on and so forth. Kyrie says she forgives uh, Bailey and they should all have a hug, but Bailey's not a hugger anymore, so she doesn't want to. Um, but they do anyway. Yeah, they do it anyways. Um, and then that kind of kicks off Bianca Belair coming out. Wait, just slow down, but there's way more Am I to unpack here. There's way yeah, more to unpack Yeah, it's a lot more to unpack here. But again, going back to the point of having a memory of a fish, I don't know. Yeah. I know the big points. So I'm a bullet point guy. So I feel like there's like a lot of stuff to discuss here. So first off, Bailey says that she has always been about elevating Eo and Dakota. The reason why she set up damage control... I said that. I did say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, she said that she's always been about elevating it and it's all about them. She's the reason why EO has her title. She's the reason why they were tag team champions. Like, her yeah. aim... Yeah, I said all that too. Listen to this back. If you said it, you said everything I've said in one sentence. I said all that. Okay. I said it all. Okay. Go on. Keep going. <laughs> Unpack. Stop it with no... <laughs> so, she says all of that. And then when they come out... Um, EO starts by talking and saying, you know, Bailey, I wanted to do this by myself. You didn't need to be there. Actually, Kyrie is the person I should thank. I'm not thanking you. I'm thanking Kyrie. Say that too. And then Dakota comes onto the mic. And I think you need to listen to what Dakota says very carefully. Yes. So Dakota says, we, and she's very much talking for everybody here. I think that's kind of like a big bit. She's saying we. We think that um, you are the leader, Bailey. And we decided to bring Kyrie in because we uh, want strength and damage control. And when there's a bit more to the story, but Dakota here seems to be almost like the ringleader in this. I feel like when we when the outcome of the storylines ends, it's going to be Dakota who is running damage control. She is saying, we've decided this, we are doing this, but actually I think it's probably her that's decided and she's made these moves. But she's really almost gaslighting Bailey in this instance. Terrible, she's going terrible like, friend. We think you're the leader. We think all of this. We only did this to help you to make damage control stronger. Um, and she's really trying to be like, you should be thankful for us. Like, you should be grateful in this situation. Yeah. Okay. Then what happened? I said all that, by the way. If you said it, you said it in two sentences. It needs to be more discussed. I, I, was, give, I was giving them the bullet points. Yeah. Like, what's that thing where it's like, too long, didn't read? Yeah, TLDR. Yeah, that's what you did. That's what right, I did. Carry on. No, but I gave all right, that carry to Carry on. What was the question? What happened next? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Bianca Bella has had enough of what they're saying. So she comes out and says, Well, I've still got a problem with you, EO, because a uh, blah, 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 um, and, and damage control. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to repeat word for word what she said. You know what I mean? I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> 
And she's like, we, we, you know, we're, I'm not the only person that's got a problem with, with damage control. And then Charlotte Flair comes out and then someone else comes out, which is Asuka. And then they set themselves up for a six man, six women tag team match at the end of uh, SmackDown as the main event. So, yeah. So then tell me about that match. Oh, you want me to tell you about that yeah. match? Oh, it was all right. Is that okay? No, Lauren, you know, you've got the deets, man. You've got the deets in there. I don't have any deets on the match. So the match, um, so the match happened. Of course uh, it did. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a show. The match wasn't that interesting, to be fair. There wasn't any big moments. Kyrie Sane's um, jump from the top rope elbow that she does looks absolutely, like, insane. Like Very much like Shawn Michaels' elbow, to be honest. It's very powerful looking. But she's a lot, she's a lot smaller and a lot lighter, yeah. so she can get a lot more height. Uh, to be fair, I was quite looking forward to seeing Kari Sane wrestle. I thought she's pretty good. I'd like to see more of a solo, though. She's very... So, she, her and Io are very similar in the sense that they both wear very similar outfits and they both wrestle very similar where they're both quite high flyers. Yeah. Um, And they're both very small, petite women. So, I feel like they've got a similar style, which would make them very good tag team partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, it was good to see Kari Sane. Um, and then... Bianca's been in the ring for ages. She's trying to uh, tag out. It's taken ages. Kyrie Sane comes around the outside, takes Charlotte Flair out. Yeah, so she so so, Bia- so Bianca Belair can't tag her in. Yeah, and then um, Bianca sees Oscar and she's like, you know, trying to get the tag. Bailey Ca- comes crawl, in. Crawl in towards she has her. To, she does doing, a, doing the wrestling she does thing. A, um, what's that thing we've thrown down on Bailey? What do you mean? Where, like, you put your legs here and then you... Like a powerbomb. She does a powerbomb on Bailey to get Bailey off her. Yeah. And then she finally manages to get to Oscar and do the tag. And what happens? Well, Asuka takes her hand away and she and we're all like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Um, because, you know, Bianca's been struggling, struggling the whole time to get there. But uh, Asuka then gets on, to- gets on the bottom rope, looks Bianca in the face and gives her the poison mist to the face, spits in her face. In a time like this, which I think is still disgusting... <laughs> You know, COVID is still a thing. <laughs> it's still a thing. Do you reckon she gets tested before every match? No. Like saliva tested? No. So, yeah, so this happens. Um, and if you watch Dakota Kai when this happens, like Dakota Kai is not shocked in any way. She's laughing her head off. And this, again, makes you think that it's playing into this whole thing that Dakota Kai is the uh, mastermind behind this plan. And she set it up and she knew that Asuka was going to do this. So they're all a bit confused. Kyrie looks at Asuka like, what are you doing? And then Asuka's like, come in, come have a hug. So Kyrie's like, oh my God, because they used to be, they used to work together. I think Asuka, Io and Kyrie all used to work together in the Japanese ring. Um, they're all like, oh yay, we're all back together. Um, and then um, Bailey's a bit like confused, not sure, and Dakota's a bit confused. They all end up having a big hug and they're all now a team. Um, and once this happens, well, what happened next? Does that set them up for a war game, do you think? What happened next? They, they put their hands up and said we're a team. Yeah, and what happened next? They said they were a team. Right, what happened next is they then go and continue beating up Charlotte and Bianca. And as they're beating up Charlotte and Bianca, Shotzi runs out. Oh, Shotzi, Shotzi I forgot about in. her. I forgot she it's was really there. difficult doing a podcast with someone who clearly pays no attention. I was paying attention. I was paying attention. I swear. I swear it was. So Shotzi comes out and obviously the numbers game is still in their favour. But it seems to be setting up for a war game. You've got a 4v3 at the moment. Um, so I'm wondering who that mystery person could be who would join Charlotte Flair, Bianca Bella and Shotzi. Mm. Mm. Lita. That'd be cool. I've got two. Mm, one, maybe a second. Go on. One, um, who helped Shotzi um, by pretending to be her coming out of her truck when Shotzi attacked Bailey? I don't remember. Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet. No, but Scarlet's like, not really a wrestler. Which is why, which is why she's a wrestler. Oh, but, but I haven't seen her wrestle. But this is why she's my loose theory. Obviously, her and Shotzi are good friends. Loose, loose. What if Jay, it's Jay Cargill? What if this is her? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I said that to you. I gave you that theory. No, I said it to you. No, I, I disagree. So, yeah, I was wondering if this is Jade's entrance into WWE and she's going to join their team and come out. See, I disagree with you because I feel like if you're hyping up Jay Cargill so much on all these shows... What's I, your theory? Why are you disagreeing with me? I disagree with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you're hyping up so much and it's a big thing for her to sign with the WWE, you want to give her a single spotlight, not put it in a in a 
cage with five other women. Four I, other women, I sorry. I mean, I've seen a lot of people say that they don't think she's ready for WWE and they think she should go into NXT first. So I know they're bigging her up, but like... That's interesting. Yeah. Obviously, we don't really know much about her, so... Um, we'll see what happens, but yeah. No, you're so doing it on purpose to, now, Chief. Get your foot away from me. It, see, it seems to be that they're setting up for... Um, a war games for the women as well, which I think is only fair. If the men are doing a war games, the women should be doing a war games. Yeah, they as did. Well. They did one last year. Um, and so yeah, and so. damage, damage control were in it last year. Mm-hmm. So Bailey, Io, and Dakota have all got experience within the war games. Well, actually, Dakota has the most experience out of any WWE women in war games, as she's done four before. Is she? Fair Which, play. Um, I know that fact because last night me and Luke watched uh, the War Games from last year. And so, again, I'm a bit confused why he doesn't know that fact. Do you know what the difference is between me and you? I listen. You listen to the commentators. Yeah. I just watch the match. Yeah. Because so, I need to watch wrestling. Because, yeah, so Dakota was the first person in last year because she had the most experience. It's she funny you say it on, that, though. She'd done it on NXT. It's funny I say that, though, because the only person I actually listen to on commentary is KP because I, I can't stand his commentary. Which is so weird. So I, I, li- I listen out of like, anger. I'm like, God, get this guy off. So, I don't mean that, actually. I think he's a good commentator. I just think he says stuff at the wrong times. Um, so that's kind of like the main things that happened. Um, there was a bit with LA Knight, Grayson Waller, and KO, Grayson Waller. LA Knight. Oh, yeah, Grayson Waller came out and called him La Knight. But I thought like one thing is really interesting. So KO was hilarious on commentary. Really liked him. He came out with this like really brightly colored tie over the top of his normal KO shirt. Yeah, his normal merch. And he was really funny. And so. At the start of the LA Knight and Grayson Waller match, um, LA Knight poured water all over Grayson Waller yeah. and KO's finding it hilarious, pissing himself at it happening. Um, and he's shouting loads of abuse at Grayson Waller because obviously what happened the week before? Oh, yeah. Well, Kevin Owens uh, did a double punch, sucker punch, double sucker punch to Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. They were kind of setting up for a skip backstage in which Theory and Grayson were like, no, he can't punch us both with one punch and things like that. But Kevin ended up doing it. It's quite funny. Go back, watch it. It was hilarious. Um, and Kevin realised that he could, like, annotate on the screen. Yeah, of, so like, if you've ever watched, like, you know, American football or even football here in the UK. Yeah. The F1. F1. Yeah, you've always got those, like, annotation screens of the analyzers that are, like, with their arrows in their circles and they're writing on the board. So KO was doing that live and that was pretty funny too. But it was pissing Grayson Waller and Austin Theory off because he kept zooming into their face being like, look how hilarious they look. Look, I beat them up. Look at my fist. Look at their faces. Um, and so Grace Waller and Austin Theory came out and it was said at the start that KO was only allowed to commentate if he didn't get involved with any of the fights yeah. and if he did he would be suspended he's not going to be suspended but but no it's a storyline what happened Talk no I understand happened. that sorry I just want to but we just want to rewind a little bit um, this is why Smackdown was better this week because Smackdown's unpredictable you know what I mean like I didn't think Kevin Owens was going to be on commentary. I didn't expect Kevin Owens to annotate live and do those 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 like hilarious skits and things like that. Where like Raw, I can guarantee you next week, Seth and Cody and Dot and and Jay are going to be in the ring calling out the Judgment Day. I can put money on it. Okay. I'll put money on it. Mm-hmm. How much you want? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so yeah, so Ko had this thing where he couldn't fight anyone. Um, why are you not me? Why Austin- are you not matching my energy right now? Because that's, I think so many unpredictable things happen on Raw as well, but I just can't bother to get into it right now. So, um, yeah, so anyway, Austin Theory comes out. Austin Theory pours water all over KO, and KO's like, I can deal with him pouring water over me. But then he throws the bottle at KP, and he's like, I'm okay with them pouring water over me, but what I'm not okay with is them throwing the bottle at you. So he gets up, he punches them both up, he does a stunner on uh, Grayson Waller. And so because of this, he is likely to get suspended, and I'm interested to see where that storyline takes us. Are they giving him a break? Are they saying you've worked really hard, we're going to give you a couple of weeks off to go chill? Um, or is there like a bigger storyline here? Do you know what I've just clocked? Go on. The War Games is only Raw Superstars. Where the super well, and, and the women's the women's, war, the women's is a SmackDown one. Yeah. But I wonder if they could they could mix them. You know? Like maybe Kevin Owens could be a fifth member. Well, I, I think that's definitely a possibility. I think when I gave my original theory, he was a Yeah, because he'd be on the team with like Sammy and Cody yeah. and stuff. Interesting. But um, 
overall, I like I said, I think SmackDown was a better show this week. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying SmackDown. We, I'm excited to see what happens with War Games. It's only two weeks away. Mm-hmm. We did see Dragon Lee versus Cedric Alexander for the second time. Um, Wicked match. One thing I wanted to say was I thought Dragon Lee's finisher is so cool. Yeah. I can't. Re- I don't know what you call it. There was like flip head I don't know it was really really cool though and I'd say definitely go back and watch it and watch his finisher because it's a really powerful strong finisher like when I saw it I was like there's no way someone's kicking out of that so my two matches of the week the fatal 4-way to be the number one contender to face Gunfleet and to call in our championship which was Ricochet Ivar Miz and Bronson Reed if you're going to watch Raw watch that match and then my second match of the week for SmackDown would have been Dragon Lee versus Cedric Alexander. And it's only a short match. It's maybe about a 10-minute match, probably even less than that. But it was a really, really cool spectacle of a match to watch. And it was the one match of the evening which the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. Yeah, and it was weird because the crowd were actually dead when the match started. Yeah, like they, did, over... they didn't they, they didn't care and, about them. And to be fair, even though it was the second time I saw them saw them that match up, I'd happily see a, th- a third one. Yeah, Dragon Lee, I'm really impressed with Dragon Lee. Um, but he did a move as well where he was on the apron and he jumped from the apron over the top rope, flipped, did a 360 flip into a Hurricane Rana. Um, which was really I wonder cool. how many people like I haven't watched wrestling in ages and have tuned into SmackDown and gone, wow, Ray Mysterio looks different. Yeah, I like Dragon Lee. I think he's really cool. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. I don't think he'll ever be a world title in a whole row. Really? Yeah, no, I don't see it. I do, 100%. But then again, everyone thought that about Rey Mysterio. I think he's I think um, he's got a few years to go. I think he needs to assert himself, but 100%, I think he's going to be a title holder. All right. No, I'm, I'm not saying he won't be a title holder. I'm saying I don't see him holding the WWE Championship or the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm, he's, a, yeah. he's, like, he's like a US title intercontinental guy. At the moment, yeah, I'd agree with that at the moment. Um, Thank God they got rid of 205 Live. But also... Because otherwise you'd just be on, you'd be on now 24-7. Also, I think, you know, looking at Gunther, maybe you'd have only thought that about Gunther and he's elevated the intercontinental title so much that now you see him as a World Heavyweight, he could do the same. He could be a mid-card and he could elevate the title so much that you're like, no, he needs a bigger title. What, Dragon Lee? Yeah. And, and, but I need, to hear, I need to hear Dragon Lee cut a promo. Yeah. And that's what I said. I think, like, we need to see more from him yet, but I definitely see him getting, like, a US title or something similar. Uh, what were your matches of the week? I gave mine. My matches of the week were... TV highlight of the week. Remember that one, Zingy? What was that show? Tozawa versus Shinsuke was quite an interesting match. I really liked seeing Tozawa fight. It did. It wasn't Wrestle. amazing. Yeah, it wasn't amazing. Um, but it was just cool to see Tozawa, and he is a really quick fighter. Like he is. He I, I want to see him wrestle after move after move. I want to see him wrestle more on TV. Yeah. Um. So that was a cool match. Um. I think. I think for me this week wasn't really about the wrestling and was more about the storyline. Like I think that the War Games announcement was a really cool storyline and probably my moment from Raw. And similarly, the whole damage control and Oscar and Kyrie joining was probably like my highlight from SmackDown. So okay. I think the wrestling wasn't the big part for me. It was both the storylines. I'll, I'll give you three options and tell me which one was the best for you. Adam Pearce announcing War Games and the way he announced it because we both said it was it was cool the way he announced it. Uh, damage controls twist in their their story and and you know all that kind of stuff. Asuka turn on them, or Santos Escobar's heel turn. Out of those three, which one's your top? Not Santos heel turn. Really? I, yeah. Really? I think that was the most predictable out of everything. That was probably the most predictable. Oh, I don't know, man. As soon, as, soon as he left, I'm pretty sure you, if made you, listened, that, you made it sound like that was that was top dog. If you if you no, it was cool. But like, if you listen to Crown Jewel, I'm pretty sure I said we're gonna see Santos turn and heel. I might have to go back and listen to that. Yeah, I'm ninety nine percent sure I said it. Like he is turning heel with like hundred percent. Um, so I'd say damage control due to shock shock factor. Didn't see That's that coming at one. all. Shock factor. We saw yeah. war games. We happening. we knew war games. I mean, Adam Pierce announcing it was really cool. Like the way he announced it, he smashed the announcement. But it was kind of predictable. We knew a war games was going to happen. We knew it would definitely be between Judgment Day and the heel, the face characters of some sort. Um. Whereas the damage control was a real shock. So, Asuka joining was mad. So it's two weeks from Saturday, uh, War Games, and you think Randy Orton's going to be announced prior or Drew McIntyre's going to be announced prior, or both. So, both. So they don't get disappointed for CM yeah. Punk. At what stage do they get announced? Uh, the day before. Was Smackdown the, before. Wouldn't it be the Raw before if it's only Raw superstars? 
Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We're all before that. I disagree with you. I think it'll be. I think. I think there won't be an announcement. I think it's just gonna be a music. It's gonna the music's gonna hit and yeah. it's gonna be a pop. Like I said, I think like from what I saw, they were just concerned that it would happen. And it would be, they'd be so disappointed it's not CM Punk. But, yeah. you know, Randy Orton's cool. It's not like it's like a person they don't know. Okay, do you want, do you want, to, do you want to do the outro then? Yeah, so I really hope you enjoyed uh, the Heel and Jobber podcast with the Heel Luke um, and the Jobber Lauren. I was a true heel. You me. were a true heel. Um, let us know if you liked his heel. If, well, if you hated it. Much, yeah, if, yeah, if you hated us. You want more sports analysis from me than character, you Yeah. Know? Um, but if you did enjoy listening to us, then please give us um, a five star rating on Spotify. Can you do that? That, yeah, that would really that. help us. Um, we'd also like you to follow us on our social medias, which are Heel Jobber Podcast. Um, no and in the middle, as Luke sometimes likes to say. We're on TikTok and we're on Instagram. Um, and yeah, tune in next week when we will give the rundown of next week's War on SmackDown. Bye.